Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. But before we do that, the Spirit of God just uh, in my heart, uh, following what He's already done, I want to have a prayer for business owners. If you own a business, if you own a business, I need you to stand up because God has a direct word for you. If you own a business, stand up. A business. You have a business. Business. You, whatever it is, you own a business. That includes farming. That includes, uh, stand up, Steve. You, you, you run up there, but you got a business. Uh, listen, this is about, listen, guys, this is about time management. The Lord just spoke to my heart to convey to you guys. Every one of you love the Lord, right? Every one of you serving God. I know you are. Every one of you whatever you own or oversee. And here's what the Lord would say to you today. I want you to be blessed more than you want the blessing. I want to show the world how much I love you by blessing you with the promises of the Old Testament and the New combined, the Lord would say. If you will spend time with me for the business, and if you'll dedicate the business to me, I'll show you how to get more done with less time and effort. I will supernaturally put things in your heart and your mind in innovative ways to help you do far beyond what you've ever dreamed, says the Lord. And I will bless you because you honor my word, you honor my system, you honor my financial domain, you honor the kingdom with tithes and offerings. And I want to prove to the world that my system outdoes the world, says the Lord of hosts. So trust me. Trust me, don't look to Wall Street, don't look to the world. Trust me, and I will make your business shine, and you will give glory unto me, and all the world will know that you run a kingdom-minded business, says the Lord of hosts. Now reach your hands toward these people. Father God, we thank you for these that have been raised up to run and steward and own businesses. Father God, I thank you for just lifting the caps, lifting the lids, I thank you that fear will not hinder or slow them down anymore. And I thank you for the wisdom, your wisdom, Lord, of Proverbs 4, Proverbs 7. Your wisdom that brings heaven down to our heads and our hearts and shows them with clarity the steps and the process and the seasons. And Father, I thank you the spirit of lack and poverty is removed from their life. The spirit of almost getting by is removed from their life. And the spirit of just living from this to that is going away in Jesus' name. And they'll have more than enough to give to every good work in time. And they will always give you glory. They'll always give you the praise that only you deserve. And Father God, I thank you for those kingdom businesses in Jesus' name. And how many said amen? Amen. Amen. You're going to be seated. Amen. Now why did that happen today? Because we were open to the spirit of God 
tremendous time in praise and worship. How many, how many felt the Spirit of God and, and knew that God's ministering to our hearts and opened up the door for prophetic utterances and words of encouragement? So praise God, let's always keep our hearts ready for those things. We've been in a series here called Getting Your Head on Straight. I just want to say this uh, to you today and to me. Most of our problems come from wrong thinking. It comes from wrong thinking. We're born again. Jesus lives in our heart. We have the fullness of heaven in our heart, but our minds. That's why the Bible, Paul is really explicit about renewing our minds. He talks about renewing our mind with the Word of God so we could prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I personally believe that you can be born again on your way to heaven, even filled with the Holy Ghost. But I believe that if we don't renew our mind according to the things of the Word, we will not fulfill everything God has for us to be and do. And I believe there is a good will, the good will of the Father. I believe there's an acceptable will of the Father. But I believe also there's a higher level, and that's the perfect will of the Father for me and you. Jesus said, I wish that no one perish upon the earth. But yet today we see not only people perishing spiritually, but perishing physically. That's why the Spirit of God dealt with us today by praying for physical health. Jesus paid for our health just as much as He paid for our sins. Amen? And He paid for our minds. The crown of thorns was pushed down upon His head. He endured so much torment physically and emotionally. He took every depression ever known to man. He took every attack against our emotions Jesus took all those things, bare it on the cross, and fulfilled it, and now we can walk in liberty. Where the liberty of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom? That's what the Bible says, there's freedom. And where there's freedom, there's His presence. So today the presence of the Lord is here individually with us and corporately. So we're renewing our mind, we're changing the way we think from the world system into what God says, the kingdom of God. And there's a vast difference. The world system is based on fear and it's based on fact. God's system is based on promise and it's based on faith. And I'm telling you the truth of God's word, one word from God can set you free forever. So let's look at verse 28, Isaiah 40. And let's talk about the times when we do what we know to do. We speak what God says, but yet there's a waiting time we think. How many ever thought God's been late on your behalf? Like, God, you should have already showed up. This should have already happened. I want to encourage you today to take the victories God's given you, embrace yourself and rejoice in those, and look forward to what God is doing and going to do in your life. God's been dealing with me about praising Him for what He's going to do, not just thanking Him for what He's done. I enjoy singing about the victories of the past, but I want to start praising God more for what He's going to do. How many can agree with that? What He's going to do. We sing about we're an overcomer. We're an overcomer today. You're an overcomer in Christ Jesus. You don't have to wait to overcome. You're an overcomer right now. We're going to learn how to appropriate what he has already given unto us. We're going to learn how to open up the blessings of heaven. Here's what it says. And the book of Isaiah really is about fixing things in people. There's a lot of trouble in the book of Isaiah. And God used Isaiah to fix things in Israel and Judah and different things. And it's all about situations and problems and about how God overcomes things. Look what it says in verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. So we know God's never tired and he never falls off the throne. Thank God. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. 
Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Those who wait on the Lord. Everybody say, wait on the Lord. Now, I want, to, I want to take it into the Amplified and listen to me uh, today, this morning, reading the last verse from the Amplified. It says, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up close to the sun. And they shall run, everybody say run, run, and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint or become tired. So they shall walk and not faint or become tired. This is a journey. Life has things happen to us. Mary and her family had a sudden loss. Son went to heaven suddenly in an accident. We didn't, nobody saw that coming. Life sometimes happens and we don't see it coming. But I promise you, I know Mary's heart. I know she's falling into the mercy and the grace of God. I pray the rest of the family does. And uh, how many's ever had a sudden loss in your family? Just boom. I'm telling you, that's why the 23rd Psalm, we can fall into goodness and mercy daily because they follow us. Goodness and mercy are following us. Father, we thank you today that we can rest in the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for Mary and her family today, Father, and those who have lost loved ones, that we can fall back into goodness and mercy every day because you're constant. You are constant, God. You never turn your back on us. You don't take a week off and go on vacation. You're never tired or weary. And Father, you says if we learn how to wait on you, wait on the Lord, that we can have our energy renewed, we can have our passions relit, we can have our hope loosed, Again, because we learn the power of waiting on you. It says, it says the definition of wait is to stay where one is. How many knows we're standing in faith for what we're believing? It also means to stand by, your own standby, ready to go anytime God calls. You're holding back and being patient, and you're expecting. See, I grew up when the word pregnancy wasn't used. I never heard the word she's pregnant. I heard she's expecting. I don't know why, but we always heard so-and-so's expecting. And the truth is, when someone's expecting, they should know what they're expecting because they'll start declaring that. Our family was blessed this week. Uh, uh, Mallory uh, had a little boy, and his name's Beckham. And you know what? She's been expecting Beckham. Beckham's here. It's a new ball game. How many say amen? Once they come out, you've got to take care of them. Everybody know that. But what are we expecting this morning? Where, what level of purpose and faith in our heart? What are we talking about? And he is teaching us here there's a power of understanding the weight on the Lord. In other words, there's seasons and times. And, and sometimes faith, faith, our level of faith dictates how soon a prayer is answered. Sometimes Jesus talked about different levels of faith. He said there's much faith. He said there's little faith. He even said one time to the guys, you have no faith. But he talked about levels of faith. And your faith and my faith can increase 
and grow as we fill ourselves with the Word of God. How many say amen? We have some people here expecting. We have, Jared, are you ready? Are you getting ready? Jared, I used to feed Jared breakfast. I never had an ID, grow up and have a baby one day. But anyway, um, I'm telling you, when you're pregnant with something, you're expecting a due date or a delivery time. And I'm telling you, God has a season and a time for the promises of heaven, and I want to encourage you today who are weary. You're weary, the Bible says, in well-doing. I want to encourage you today. How many have sensed the refreshing this morning during our worship time and time of the Spirit? That's a refreshing on purpose. That's to water your seed till the manifestation of the harvest comes in. I grew up on a farm. You plant the seed, Jesus says you go to sleep. We plant the Word of God on the inside of us, and then we water it with praise. We thank God. Father, we thank you. Healing belongs to me. We thank you. Blessing belongs to me. I'm going to keep watering with the Word and thanking you for all you're doing in my life. So we need to understand that waiting time is not a wasted time. And it's also a time not only to expect to mark time. You need to mark, we need to mark where we're at so we can understand where we're going. That's where goals come in. How many knows it's good to have goals? How many say amen? It's good to, um, when uh, we built a house and, and we had a picture of the house on the refrigerator, that was the most time I was in faith with the house. Brooke was a superintendent, but every time I went to the refrigerator, God reminded me, said, thank that the house is built and finished and paid for. Built, finished, and paid for. And every time I saw it, and that's a biblical example of the Old Testament of someone who did somebody wrong. So God told the one who was done wrong, they were farmers and ranchers, said, he's trying to mess you over. Said, you go every water and trough there is, and you cut out, you take trees, and you take reeds, and you stripe them. And you put them in sight. In sight, what you feed your eyes on eventually is going to come out of your mouth. You put it in sight, and he said, you're going to be blessed. So he went to every water and trough. And this guy owned thousands and thousands. His father-in-law was crooked. And he owned thousands and thousands of cattle and sheep and goats. So this guy went out to every water trough because he'd already been lied to once. He believed he's going to get one thing. He got the other sister. He woke up and goes, oh, Lord, this is not exactly what I thought. How many say amen? So he went to, he went to Laban again. Laban said, well, you work for me seven more years, and I'll give you the right sister, the right daughter, and then I'll give you whatever spotted, ring-striped, ring-necked, which none of them were. And you know what? When those cattle and those sheep and those goats came and watered, and they watered it around huge troughs and springs, and usually that's where they made it. The Bible teaches us they made it. And what they kept seeing, they delivered multiple striped and spotted and all kind of colored calves, goats, and sheep. And he basically took his whole father-in-law's herd. And when he left, he got the right one. Remember, wait on the Lord. He got the right one, the right sister that he was uh, desiring, betrothed to. And he left his father-in-law standing there with a handful of cattle, sheep, and goats. I mean, say amen. I want to encourage you. God will send you out, and you'll leave with great, great blessing. Now, I want to talk a little bit about wait also. I want to talk about there's a time when we wait we feel like what we're doing is not mattering to a lot. And, you know, like I said last week in the sports arena, there's a weight room where you lift weights to prepare you for sports down the road. Whatever sport it is, there's usually a wait time where you lift weights through calisthenics. Um, Dylan and, and Jared can remember lifting weights in January and February with the snow on the ground, right? 
and it, nobody was excited about that, but it really, comes, it really comes to pass good in August, September, October when you get ready for battle. Your preparation time is tremendous, and what God wants to do is teach us from His Word. Esther prepared in her uncle's presence. Esther prepared to become queen of a nation and save God's people. Esther kept preparing, and God used her preparation to save the Hebrew people. God is using you in your preparation time to be an Esther to your people, your family and friends. Mary prepared as a young girl and served the Lord. And Father God chose her and anointed her of the Holy Spirit to carry the Messiah. Her preparation time was not wasted time. I want to encourage you, your time in studying the Word of God, your time in prayer, your time in faithful service of the church, your time of praying for each other, it's never wasted time. It's preparation time. It's getting you ready for a harvest. Joshua was an armor bearer to Moses. Joshua was his assistant for years. And then when Moses died, God had prepared Joshua to take his place. And then he led the children of Israel. He led the children of Israel into the promised land. I want to encourage you today that the wait time in your life is not wasted. And there's always, there's always a preparation to it and a blessing to it. You know, Luke chapter 15, we don't have time to look at today, but the prodigal son, the prodigal son, listen guys, he, uh, he asked for his inheritance. Now, remember this, the prodigal son gets a lot of bad rap, and, and rightfully so, but listen to this, he asked for his inheritance that belonged to him, except it was the wrong season. That inheritance belonged to him, but the way it was supposed to be prioritized is when the father passed, the two, all of what he had was passed to the two sons. And he asked for it ahead. He didn't respect and wait for the right season. So he got it. You know, if you get an inheritance or a blessing in a wrong season, it can become a burden to you. And if it becomes a burden to you, it means you and I don't understand really how to appropriate it or deal with it at that time. So the, the good part about it is when the son blew all the money, he came back. And his father forgave him and loved him just like our Heavenly Father does. Amen? And he restored him. But that didn't have to happen. He could have waited for the right season of inheritance. And he could have, he could have stood there and been faithful and developed strength and courage and patience and all those things. But God forgave him. And I'm telling you today, you and I, whatever you're standing on the Word of God for, whatever you're dealing with, we can get our head on straight and we can trust God and believe God and move from milk to meat and get all what God has for us. I want you to turn to Isaiah um, 64 with me. Isaiah 64. Turn to there uh, real quickly. Isaiah 64. And uh, just think of some things you're standing on the Word of God for. Think of some things you've been believing God for. Look what it says, Isaiah 64, verse 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard or perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Waits for him. What are you waiting on right now? Standing on the Word of God. Watering it daily by praise. Thanking God. Pulling out the negative thoughts. Weeding the negative thoughts. How many's had a thoughts that you're not going to live long ever before besides Pastor Pat? How many's had thoughts you're not going to complete your purpose on the earth? 
How many said thoughts, it's never going to get better? It's never going to get better to shut your mouth and muddle your way through. But I'm telling you, the Bible is teaching us right here, for since the beginning of the world, men and women have not heard nor, nor perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen any God beside you who acts for the one who waits for Him. Father God, we thank You for the power of waiting. We thank You for the power of standing on the Word of God. We thank You for the power and the patience and the faith of believing God that You answer prayer. And we thank You for the understanding the seasons of inheritance, the seasons of reception, the seasons of being blessed. Father God, I just speak a blessing today over everyone here. And I thank You, Lord, that that there's a watering and there's a working of what's going on in our lives in Jesus' name. One final scripture, 1 Corinthians 3. I'm telling you, I want to encourage you, whatever season you are, planting, harvesting, weeding, watering, that God's got this. I want to encourage you that God wouldn't start something in you that you can't finish. I want to encourage you today that don't get caught up in the world's time system, but only get caught up in God's, God's grace. Look at what it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you. Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. He said, speak to you as spiritual people. But I have to speak to you as carnal, as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you're still not able. He's telling them I was expecting more. He's telling them I love you, God's grace is here, but church at Corinth... Now I want to remind you, the church at Corinth operated in all the spiritual gifts. They didn't come behind any spiritual gift. They operated in all the gifts of the Spirit. They operated in tremendous miracles, but they also had a lack in their flesh. They were de- How many of us we got to deal with our flesh every day? Amen? They were in, in all kinds of stuff and sexual sin and so forth. Verse 3, he says, but you're still carnal. He didn't say God forget, God's forgotten you. God doesn't love you. He said you're still carnal. But where you are, there's envy and strife and divisions among you. And are you not carnal, behaving like mere men? In other words, you're, not, you're behaving like the world. He said, you know, there's envy, there's strife, there's division. And he says, for when one says, I'm of Paul, and another says, I'm of Paulus, are you not carnal? He's basically saying that we're not called to pick and choose. We're basically called to follow what God puts in front of us. Let's end with this. Let's go back to chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to end, end with this. Paul is taking these next verses, and he's teaching us how to water the Word and how to work the Word and a warning of what happens when we don't. He said, Who then is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? He, Paul said this, said, I planted. There's planters. There's apostolic gifts in the body of Christ. They normally start something where nothing is going. They plant. And he said, Apollos come along and watered. Some of you here are planters. Some of you are waters. Apollos was an encourager. Barnabas was a son of encouragement. And how many know some people that come along in your life and just encourage you? They speak good things over you. They pray, you, pray for you. They love you. There's, there's people who are called to water. And we have to learn how to water our own seed. We have to, have to water our own seed with our own words. And that includes watering our seed, financial seed. That includes watering our seeds with marriage. I just thank you, Lord, that we can water our own seed. He said, who is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers to whom you believe, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither is he who plants anything, he who waters, but God gave the increase. So basically he's telling us it's not the importance of who does it, it's that they do it. 
and we receive it. So your seed right now, wherever it is, for your healing, for a blessing financially, for your family, for seeing people saved and restored to the Lord, whatever, wherever your seed is right now, let's end with watering it today. And let's trust God for the harvest. Um, I never lost a minute's sleep as a farm kid growing up if we were going to have a harvest, if we did our job. We planted, we worked the soil, we watered. If it needed watering, if the, the rain didn't come naturally, we weeded. How many's ever had to weed something? And then we waited and we prepared for the harvest. And there was different levels of harvest, 30, 60, and 100 fold, but we always had a harvest. And you're going to have a harvest if you will be faithful. Be faithful to wait on the Lord. Water, wait, weed, work, you will have that harvest. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that you've called the word to be seed in our life. And Father, we thank you for a great place of harvest. And the greatest harvest is the souls of man coming into the kingdom of God. Father, we're being prepared to see people come in to the, the house of faith on a daily basis. We speak to those that we're assigned to, to pray for, to love, to help come in. And in the meantime, Lord, we water our seed of faith. We declare it will be fulfilled. We thank you when thoughts of negativity, doubt, and unbelief come. We'll weed them out of our mind and cast them down. And we thank you, Father, for a harvest of not only souls, but a harvest of victory in our lives.